0: Welcome to the How to Find Joy podcast. If you are currently feeling unhappy, overwhelmed, stuck in a rut, or simply need a boost of hope, you've come to the right place. I'm your host, June Supanpak, also known as Joy Guy June, and I'm here to give you honest conversations on how to find joy through this messy thing called life. My intention is to share practical tips on how to get back on the path towards joy show you examples of what that could look like for you and help you feel more inspired and connected to your own definition of success, power and true happiness. If you're ready to learn what's possible, the How to Find Joy podcast is here for you. So let's get this pod started! started. Woohoo! So this week's just June episode reminds me of that Beanie Man song. <laughs> Simsima, who's got the keys to my bimba? Who am I? (laughs) Does anybody know what I'm talking about? So it's called Who Am I? And one of the most common reasons I actually hear as a joy guide that people are unhappy, lost, or stuck is because of that question Who am I? Because of a loss of identity. They'll say to me, June, I just don't know who I am anymore. And this is something that we all go through. We all go through as humans. Changes in our lives that make us realize, wow, the person that we once were is no longer who we are, and therefore we don't know who we are anymore. And when that happens, it can be such a painful experience. And I want to let you know that I get it. I've been there. Sometimes I'm still there. And ultimately, though, as your joy guide, I'm here to help. And together we can answer the question, who am I now? So loss of identity is a very common block to joy, especially during major life transitions. And those life transitions can really be anything. But just so you know, here are a few examples I have worked with. So if you're starting a new career, you just became a parent for the first time. Maybe you moved to a new country or state. Um, You graduated from school or you retired or maybe you just got diagnosed or you got divorced or maybe you just got married. I mean, it can truly be anything, but ultimately the common denominator around all of this is that you lose a version of yourself. And of course, in case you are unsure of whether or not you're experiencing loss of identity, I wanted to kind of go through some of the most common traits that I experience and hear from my clients. So the first one and most obvious one is confusion. It's like, who who am I? I don't know who I am. And because you don't know who you are or where you're headed, the confusion gets you questioning a lot of things like, who are you truly? What are your values? What do you believe in? What is your purpose? And then because of all the questioning, what usually happens is that you get emotionally distressed. Oftentimes my clients will say that they feel sad or anxious or even depressed because they just genuinely don't know who they are anymore. And loss of identity can be very painful and there's a lot of grief that can come up. And then, of course, there's a lack of direction because if you're lost and you don't know who you are, then you probably also don't have like a sense of purpose. Um, And that also makes sense that if you don't have a sense of purpose, then how can you figure out where you're going? And then you, of course, have a lowered self-esteem and increased self-doubt because there's no anchor to kind of ground you to know this is your starting point, this is where you're going, and there's a lack of confidence when it comes to that. And your self-esteem and self-worth can deeply be impacted by loss of identity. Um, And then finally, you may even resonate with the terms that maybe loss of identity doesn't really sound exactly right, but maybe identity crisis sounds right to you, perhaps existential crisis, dark night of the soul, or spiritual awakening. I mean, any of those things can definitely be synonymous for loss of identity, in my opinion. So if any of these things ring true for you, I want you to know that this is a very natural part of life, especially if you have a growth mindset and you want to live a joyful life. I know it sounds silly because you're like, wait, but June, I want joy. And this sounds like a heck of a lot of not experiencing joy. And if you are hearing my podcast for the first time or listening to my work for the first time, I want you to know that I'm a joy guide in advocacy of realizing that you cannot have joy without experiencing grief and that grief, pain, and loss are actually wonderful portals for finding and experiencing more joy in your life. So that is what I believe leave. But, you know, the question about who am I seems simple enough, but getting to that answer is actually a very deep and intentional process. And I wanted to give you a Cliff's Notes version of how I help people find joy during identity loss. So in no particular order, well, actually, no, this is a very specific order. <laughs> I don't know why I just said that. Um, So number one is I want you to recognize that this is time for you to acknowledge how you're feeling and that you are genuinely in the process of grieving the version of yourself that you're leaving behind. And when you lose your identity and you actually realize, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be that version of myself ever again the idea of that ending brings about a grief that is almost inexplicable. And until you have had that type of loss, it can be very confusing for other people because they're just like, you seem like a hot mess. What's going on with you? And if you don't even recognize that you're going through a loss of identity, sometimes you're just like, I don't I don't know what's wrong with you. And this episode hopefully will help you understand that there is nothing wrong with you. This is a natural part of the process. and. Because you want to acknowledge how you're feeling and identifying it and naming it, you also want to invite in a lot of self compassion. You know, for me in my personal experience, when I left my job, which I did for over a decade, and I was very proud of the fact that I spent so much time getting an education, spending money to and time and energy and blood, sweat, and tears to become the person and the job and the career that I had in the success that I had only to walk away from it and recognizing, wait a second, I don't care about any of these things anymore. And recognizing that, oh, when I actually give up this job or this career, I'm also giving up this role and this identity. And that was a lot for me. That was a lot of pain for the fact that a version of me is also giving up on a dream. And I think part of recognizing that just because you're changing and just because you don't align with this past version of yourself anymore does not mean that you are a failure. I want to emphasize that so much because I think that's part of the reason why we have such a hard time when we lose our identities is there's an ego death. And at the end of the day, maybe it was something that you can control, but then you're choosing a choice that seems as though you're giving up on a version of yourself that you work so hard to get to. That sometimes can be very confusing and you want to just bring a lot of self-love and self compassion for you to know that, hey, it's okay. You're not a failure. And just be aware of the inner critic voice that comes up because at these times when you are at a loss of identity, oftentimes you can really just beat yourself up. And I just want you to be aware of that and to maybe try not doing that as hard as it may be. Number two, so accepting the phase that you're in and that this phase is uncomfortable as hell. <laughs> I, I can't sugarcoat this. I mean, loss of identity is really uncomfortable because you're... In what I like to call the land of in between where you're not yet your future self and you're no longer your former self. And this phase, actually, I want you to recognize is very vital for your growth. So as your joy guide, I just want to remind you of that because oftentimes when we get to the land of in between, we're like, why are we even here? What is the point of this? Like, what is the point of life? What is the point? Nothing matters. And in that confusion and in that state, it's really hard to anchor down into anything that feels concrete. And so I want you to recognize that, oh, just because you're in this land of in between, it's not just like a Passover phase. It's not like a layover. It's actually a very important pit stop for your next adventure. And during this pit stop, it's very important to get a lot of rest. It's important to give yourself a lot of patience and recognize that it will take a lot of time. I mean, we don't really know a timeline because everybody is different. And I make sure to tell everyone that, oh, yeah, it's not like in six months or in two weeks, you're going to feel better. This is a very personal process, and uh, depending also on how resistant you are of change, it's also going to take time uh, based on how willing you are to get to the next phase. And as a stubborn person myself, I can tell you that can take years, I don't want that for anybody. And the reason why it took me years oftentimes was because I didn't have a joy guide. I didn't have somebody to hold my hand through the process. And I had this like stubbornness to think, oh, no, 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 I don't need help. I can figure this out myself. And in the trying to figure it out myself, I would just get so exhausted and tired. And instead of giving myself rest, I would just plow through work, find distractions and get totally burned out because I wasn't accepting the phase that I was in. And I was trying to ignore this uncomfortable phase. So, you know, if you're in that place right now, just recognize that the the faster you accept it, the faster you can find joy. Okay. Number three, see how far you've come. Before this, you had a pretty good life. And maybe you feel at the moment that you can't even think about what to celebrate and what things you've accomplished because maybe again, like you feel like a failure because you don't even know who you are anymore. But who you've been and what you've done in the past is very important. And I feel like during these times of loss of identity, it's really good to go back to your old journals and remind yourself of what you've done, or maybe even talk to somebody that knows and loves you. Because oftentimes during loss of identity, again, it's so hard to see yourself. So celebrating your wins might involve actually getting somebody who has built a history with you or has seen you through rough times and can give you supportive words, whether it's your therapist, who can be your local historian or a loving parent or a friend, it's very important to be able to see how far you've come because this isn't the first time that you've gone through hard things. This isn't the first time that maybe you've even lost your identity or had to rediscover yourself or reinvent yourself. So it's good to remind yourself that, okay, I've done this before and it'll be okay. Okay. Number four is write down who you want to become. And this one can be tricky at times because when you have a loss of identity, what can also happen is that you can't even envision where you're going because you're just like, this is a blank slate. <laughs> this is a blank slate. I am lost. I don't know what I'm doing. And for my clients who are really struggling and they can't even figure out where they're going to go or who they want to become, I like to ask them, okay, well, if you can't figure out who you want to become, let's talk about who you do not want to be. And when I ask that question, it's actually a lot easier to answer because People will automatically be like, oh, when I look at my past self, I don't want to be a pushover. I don't want to be a people pleaser. I don't want to be a perfectionist. I don't want to be taken advantage of anymore. Or I don't want to be lost in my marriage. I want to be my own self for the first time. Like there are so many things that you can immediately pop up when you ask that question in that way. And so I want to invite you into that. Like if you're having a loss of identity, who do you know you do not want to become? That is something that is so important to recognize. And then that'll give you clues of who you actually want to be and who, you know, what kind of future you want to call in. So yes, writing that down is really important because I think then you can kind of get it off your chest instead of swirling in your brain, which is why I love journaling. And you can even work backwards. And what I mean by that is you can write down, who do I not want to become? Which is, I don't want to be a perfectionist anymore. And create a little arrow coming from out of that into who do you want to be? And it'll say, I want to be someone who is free to make mistakes and is willing to accept that I am perfectly imperfect. (laughs) (laughs) So that is an example. And last but not least, find a support system. I highly, highly, highly encourage this only because when I was going through a lot of my major life transitions before, I had a really rather huge ego around, no, I can do it myself. I don't need help. I was like super stubborn, fixated on the fact that if I asked for help, that was weak. I 100% am guilty of that. And, you know, now that I look back, I that was all I knew. I didn't understand. I wasn't really technically encouraged, at least in my generation, to see therapy as a good thing. It was almost like therapy equals you're crazy and you need help. Ew. And it was such... Mm, a taboo still, like back when I was growing up. And so now the tides have changed for the better. And I love it so much because it's becoming far more commonplace, especially for younger generations. But if you are stubborn, if you are a person who still views it as weak to find help, I completely get it. And of course, you can definitely do it yourself. I'm sure that, you know, you've been through tough times before and you've gotten through. But from my personal experience of losing my identity, it took me a long time to kind of get to the other side. And when I finally got myself a coach and recognized that, wait a second, I can do this with the support of someone else. It's almost like I went there and I'll never go back again to doing it by myself because I know the benefits. And that's actually part of the reason why I became a joy guide was because I recognized that when I was doing it by myself, I was so sad and so lonely and depressed. And I felt like If I can support somebody and hold them through that hard time and create a loving nest and a safe space for somebody to be vulnerable and to be witnessed and to be held during such a shitty time, I would love to have everyone experience that type of support. You know, I feel like it can be a loved one, it can be a friend that you trust, it can be a local community, but whoever it is, make sure that you vet them. You know, don't just share that with just anyone. Allow yourself to be discerning, to recognize that in order to receive this support, it's going to require a lot of trust because you're going to have to be vulnerable. And One of the greatest joys that I have felt in my life was being able to go through a loss of identity and being witnessed in the rawest, most purest, most vulnerable version of myself and still feel like loved and supported because I had never allowed myself to experience it. I was always so fearful of being judged, but the second it actually happened, it was almost like a miracle happened in in my body. As though all of this weight that was lifted of fear and anxiety of not knowing who I am and worrying about being judged by other people just suddenly lifted and I felt free. I felt completely seen. I felt heard. I felt understood. And I don't know, it changed my life. And obviously it encouraged me to change my career because I became so passionate about it that I was like, I want to give this to other people too. So yes, those are the five tips. Number one, acknowledge how you're feeling and grieve the version of yourself that you're leaving behind. Number two, accept the phase that you're in and recognize that it is going to be uncomfortable and that's okay. Number three, see how far you've come and celebrate the wins that you've had in your past to remind yourself of how far you've come. Um, and number four, write down who you want to be in the future. And if you can't do that, then who do you no longer want to be? And number five, find a support system, a community, or of course your friendly neighborhood joy guide and talk to them and have them support you through this really tough face. Okay, that's the episode for today. Let me know if these tips work for you and be open to the fact that this process is necessary for you to become the next most joyful version of yourself. And I promise you, it will be totally worth it. As always, if you found the How to Find Joy podcast helpful, please be sure to share with your loved ones or leave a review. And if you're looking for more information about each episode, our guests, or any resources we mentioned, you can easily find them all below in the show notes. If you'd like more content, you can follow me at Joy Guide June on Instagram, TikTok, and in the near future, YouTube. And if you're ready to tap into your magical gifts and start living your highest potential, you can also do one-on-one private coaching with me. Learn more about my Joy Guidance program on my website at www.joyguidejune.com See you next Monday!